Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football season is here, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. As your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, baseball, or even golf. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Believe in Saints. He is the wide receiver, Terrence Copper. I am your co-host, David Grubb. And Terrence, man, if a team needed a win, the Saints certainly needed this one, a 34 to nothing blowout over the New England Patriots on the road to snap that losing um, skid for the team. Then you got to be happy for the Saints with this kind of performance. Yes, indeed. It is hard to go up to Foxborough and win a game versus the Patriots at home. It is hard. for So for us to go up there and win 34 to zip is huge, and hopefully it's a confidence builder for our offense because to me personally, I feel like our defense was always capable of doing this. But for our offense to explode and score 34 points uh, in a game, I love it, and hopefully our confidence continue to build off of it. Let's start with the, the defense because the offense is going to get you know, the lion's share of the attention because of the way that they had performed the previous couple of weeks. The defense quietly had had its own bump in the road over those last five quarters. The 17 uh, points you give up at the end of the, the, the Packers game, 18 points there to lose that game. And then to have the performance against Tampa Bay wasn't their best, um, they would say. To come back the way that they performed, particularly the defensive line, Pressure had been an issue the previous couple weeks. Getting to the quarterback, you got to start with Carl Granderson, who is living up this season to this to the, the immense potential the Saints have always seen in him. And, and you know what? They're getting after the quarterback with only four rushers. They're not blitzing guys a ton of times. You know, there are times where we blitz, but the majority of the time we're getting pressure to the quarterback with just four guys, with just our front four guys. And when you can do that defensively, there's so many things you can do when you can put pressure on the ball, put pressure on the quarterback with only four rushers. It's so much stuff you can do in the secondary that makes you that much more dangerous when you can keep guys in the secondary you don't have to use them trying to get to the quarterback. Yeah, you know, one of the people who benefited from that certainly was Teron Matthew because we talked about it just his – the reason you have a guy like that is not because of his coverage skills. It's because of his just – football playing ability he makes plays he's where he you know where the ball is and we saw that he started the game off really for the saints with his interception return for a touchdown and it starts with the pressure up front that allows him to read the quarterback and make that play oh yeah and and it's great seeing him make plays like that because those are plays we're used to him seeing throughout his entire career you know, so to see him coming out and, and making those tight plays early in the game, giving us a spark, giving us an offensive spark, you know, that's 
it's great to see. And like I said, hopefully we see more of that, not just from him, but for the rest of the guys moving on down the line. Um, also, the linebacking core did another solid job, as usual, with Demario Davis and Pete Werner. Pete got his first career interception uh, in the game, and Demario led the team in tackles again. Just a three-level performance from the defense where you can't really see they didn't they didn't get any penalties that that caused drives to be extended. They didn't have any of those kinds of mental mistakes that maybe we had seen in the last couple of games in critical times. From start to finish, they did their job. It just it shows you when when a defensive unit or any unit goes out there and does their job, especially our defensive unit. If we just eliminate mistakes that we make and just play our game and do our job, it shows you the type of performance we can have. Uh, and like I said earlier, we, I feel like we was always capable of this type of performance. But now actually going out and doing it, you know, is huge for us. Overall, I mean, like these numbers are just crazy. They held Green Bay to 51 total plays, which, as you know, that's a low number for an NFL game. 60 mm -hmm. is usually the minimum. And to yep. get to hold them to only 51 plays, 3.1 yards per play, um, which is incredibly low. And they may have ended Mac Jones's tenure as starter for the for the New England Patriots. It, it was just a complete and total dominant performance for that defense. And and if they can stay healthy, I think that's the biggest thing with that defense is that those guys, as a unit, that top in together, that group, it works so well together. It's just going to be about maintaining their health the rest of the way. Oh yeah, definitely. And and if we can stay healthy, we would definitely have a. And I don't want to jump the gun too early because we're still – I'll be, I'll be ready to throw it out. Early. It's still very early. But like I said, if we can stay healthy, I love the type of defense that we have that I feel like they could take us deep into the playoffs because defensively we're so solid. That means, as you like to talk about, complimentary football on the other side of the ball. Um, I thought the there were two major noticeable changes to the offense this week. Number one – they implemented more motion than they had at any point in the season previously, trying to get some more deception um, uh, and, and give the defense some different looks, maybe give their car and the offensive line a little more time uh, there. I think that worked. Also, the commitment to the running game, 40-plus carries, even though they didn't get a great yards per attempt, but there was a commitment to chew that clock up to give the defense time on the sidelines and to crush the clock when they had the lead. Oh yeah, definitely. And what you you hit it right on the head when it came to motioning. You know, when Sean Payton, I hate to keep bringing up Coach Payton, but when he was here, we did a lot of motioning. Uh, we did a lot of different packages, which I think we do a lot of different packages now. But we did a lot of motioning because if you have a if you have a a dumb defense and teams start throwing motion on you and start shifting. You're going to make mistakes because everybody, everybody assignment change when emotion happens. And then the motion, what it does, it shows us what you're doing, whether you're in man to man or whether you're in zone. You know, so the fact that we started adding that, and then we got Kamara involved, and he got going for us. And I also love the way they use Taysom Hill. Now Taysom Hill didn't just jump out at you and just do crazy, crazy amount of things, but the way they used him at the traditional quarterback position running a traditional quarterback play, not just trying to get him and run the ball with him at the quarterback position. But we actually call plays and allow him to see what he had to see. And if it wasn't there, okay, you use your legs. 
you know, so I love the way that we just, we methodically went down the field and used all our weapons the way we needed to use them. Guy like Michael Thomas, um, you know, his comeback this season was something that people wanted to pay attention to. Chris Olave got all the headlines to start the season, but as far as the receivers go, Michael Thomas has been the most consistent one, um, staying around four to five, six catches every game, giving the Saints around 60 yards plus uh, receiving. You're seeing again how hard it is for people to cover him one-on-one, just his match of physicality. And he's showing he's still, he's not, he's never going to be a four, three burner, but he's showing enough speed to get separation in those one-on-one situations. Definitely. And that's what you want to see from him. Like, of course, you want to see him making the spectacular plays and different things like that. But consistency is huge for him. Like, he's getting us those first downs that we need. He's calling those Mitch matches when it comes to because of his body type and his catchability. You know, so the things that he's doing is really opening up our offense and really providing a, a, a safety sheet for our quarterback to throw to, knowing that, okay, if ain't nobody open, I can get it to Thomas because he's going to get open for me and he's going to make the catch. You know, so I love what he's doing in his career at this point in his career, coming off those uh, those injuries. And the fact he's coming back and making plays after play after play. Uh, and we don't need him to be a burner to go down the field. We don't need him. We got two guys that can do that. But we do need somebody to make those big league catches to make the tough catches uh, and the intermediate catches. There still seems to be though some work that needs to be done to figure out how to incorporate all of the receivers. Last couple of weeks, uh, Chris Olave, three total catches. Um, Rashid Shaheed, two catches uh, in the game against New England, one a big 25 yarder. But it's just, it's, there's been, it's still, it seems like there's still some things for Pete to work out in the passing game. And part of it could be also with Derek's shoulder as well. But it just seems there still needs to be some, some figure out how to utilize everybody in the passing game. Oh, yeah, you, you still have to figure that out. And that's going to be an ongoing process, especially because this is what we have to realize uh, as fans and as people of football. You have these receivers. You have a ton of good receivers. But once you start running that ball well, guess what? Those attempts goes down because you're running the ball. And now those attempts that you would be spreading out across your receivers are getting cut because you're running the ball efficiently. And that's what you want. So – when you're doing a great job running the ball, those receivers aren't going to – all your receivers aren't going to have all the targets that they would like because we're being successful running the ball. I think Alave had some extra targets, some things to extra targets. He had some targets, uh, whether it was incomplete pass, some catches that we thought was catches that could have been a catch that maybe was just a tough catch and he dropped it, or it was just an incomplete pass they didn't connect. You know, so – I think that's going to be an ongoing process throughout the entire year. And it may be a game with maybe this receiver, he kill it. And another game, this receiver, he kill it. And that's the beauty of having those weapons that at any given time, any given game, two or three of these guys can go off. And you really don't know which one there's going to be, but it could be any of them. You know, so I love the fact that the run game is, is starting to pick up for us. But we really have to understand that once that run game gets going, those receiver touches aren't going to be as many as they would be if we wasn't running the ball. And they need to, to get the running game going because it's if for, for Derek Carr to set up 
effective play action, which is a big need for this offense, the running game has to be consistent. And they were, you know, again, no big carries. I think the longest carry for them was 16 yards on Sunday, but consistent carries. You got 20 plus touches um, on the ground for Alvin Kamara, 25 totals uh, touches total for him for 95 yards. So you got that kind of multi-purpose game out of him that you wanted. You saw Kendra Miller. He had a couple of very nice runs, um, you know, uh, and got some uh, catches as well. And then, uh, like you talked about with Taysom Hill, maybe not the most productive game we've seen out of him. And I, I still think there you'd like to get him closer to ten touches a game, um, but still um, able to, to 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 do something in both the running and the passing game as well. Yeah, man. Like I really feel like this game right here. Of course, you can always do things better. But up until this point, this is the most complete game that we played when it came to throwing the ball, when it comes to running the ball, uh, when it comes to getting your weapons involved and defensively just shutting down a team uh, to where they score no points in the NFL game. You know how hard that is to hold a team to zero in the NFL and then to beat them by 34 points? That is hard to do in the NFL, especially because every it doesn't matter how good a team is everybody still have talent on that team, you know? So for us to go out, for us to go to New England, I keep saying it, for us to go to New England and beat them by 34 is amazing to me. I don't think people understand how hard it is to go up to Foxborough and win a game versus Belichick. It's hard. And, you know, even with all of New England's struggles, defensively, they still did, I mean, overall, a pretty solid job. They held the Saints 300 yards of offense. It wasn't, you know, like, even the Saints' execution, it was still a very difficult place to go up and, and get something done consistently. Um, how important for, for this team was it after last week when we saw how guys responded? Alvin Kamara was clearly upset. Some of the other guys were upset. Um, and they came into this game, and you it could be one of those things that, you know, on the road you, you can either split up or y'all come together. And it feels like for at least this week, you know, this like every week is a different challenge. But for this week, it felt it felt like the Saints were able to pull all sides together and get that kind of performance that you need a complete team performance. Special teams was solid, offense was solid, defense was solid, and you get you had a much different reaction from the group. Victory certainly does that, but like you said, the way you do things matters too. It does, and that falls on the hands of leadership. The leadership from your players, of course, the coaches have to put you in the right position to make plays. But to respond the way we responded, that is strictly all that leadership that's in that locker room. Uh, I'm quite sure uh, Cameron and uh, Kamara, all those all those leaders in that team challenged that team this week, you know, to come out here and play well, to play better, to put everything together. Because you've seen spurts, offense, you've seen spurts, defense, you've seen spurts, special teams, you've seen spurts. But to actually put all of it together this week and to go up here and get a win, a much-needed win, to get us back on the right side of winning, uh, it was huge. But I feel like a lot of that shows the maturity of our team and the leadership of our team. There was one player in particular, his comments really struck me, and I thought he he had everything in the right perspective, and that's Foster Moreau. New guy, and certainly life has been in perspective for him, dealt with cancer in the offseason, like, so if you want to talk perspective, this is the guy you go find. And, you know, after the game, he said, 
we can still get, take it up higher. There's there's another level to go, essentially. Like, I've seen guys hungrier than this. We can get hungrier. We can be better. Like, this should not be the standard. Like, this in 34 nothing, that's great. But we have a lot to clean up, a, 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 a still more to do. And, yeah, 12 penalties, those are things you don't want to see out of this team. Um, there are a couple other miscues. But I think it's important for, for that perspective, coming off of a big win where everybody else could be, like, exhaling and be relaxed. He's saying, no, no. We know what the standard is in New Orleans, and this is not it yet. We still have more to do. I, and I thought that was great. That, and that's what you want to hear from the locker room. You want to hear that, okay, we're not – content with just this type of game that we just won this game beat this team you want to hear that you want to hear that we're still hungry you want to hear that this is just not it we're still not there yet that's what you want to hear because now you're going to see that we can continue to work our butt off we can continue to push forward and just use this as a as a building block to move forward and not using it as a cornerstone right at the end of the day this team is still three and two they have not been perfect, but you you got a winning record at this stage in the NFL, and that's a hard thing to, to place to be. And there are a lot of teams that would trade with the Saints right now, um, and be and would love to be three and two. We look at this week, Houston, the city's a natural rivalry, obviously, between New Orleans and Houston. I think the Texans are selling these game tickets for more than any other home game tickets they have the rest of the season. But this is a, another really good challenge for the Saints. In that C.J. Stroud, as a rookie, has not played like a rookie. He has not turned the ball over. He's putting up yardage. They have in D'Amico Ryan's a very good defensive-minded coach who's going who's played against this Saints team before as defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Uh, I think this is a great matchup for them and another really tough road test before they come back to New Orleans. It is. Uh, and D'Amico Ryan's the type of guy he is, the type of defensive guy he is, type of defensive coach he is. You know, he has those guys playing for him uh, and they're playing well. Uh, like I said, they're well coached. So we're going to have our hands full. Like you can't look at the Texans like, oh, they just old Texans. You go down there, we're going to get a victory. No, we got to go down there and play because those guys down there playing with pride. They playing for something to play for. And Coach D'Amico has them guys ready to go. So we're going to have to go down there and play our butt off. We're going to have to coach well. We're going to have to play well to beat this team. I think the guy that, that again, that people are going to be really paying attention to is Derek Carr. This will be the third week after the shoulder injury. And you can see now as the Saints try to add more wrinkles to the playbook, I think the next thing is can they start incorporating a few more big plays uh, into the offense? That's dependent on this running game, and it's dependent on whether this offensive line can hold up as well, too. Oh, yeah. It, and I think the run game, we got to get the run game going. But, again, you still got to go back to D'Amico. He knows how to stop your weapons. Uh, he knows how to scheme certain things. So we're going to we're gonna be a little chess match early in the game trying to figure out what's the best plan to attack uh, besides what we see on film already because they're going to have some wrinkles. Uh, but, like I said, we got to go out there and play well. And I think right now, Carr, I don't think the shoulder, I think the shoulder issue is still there. I think it's lingering, but I think he's on the right side of healthy now. The fact that he's played a couple of games with that shoulder injury. And as long as he's not continuing to fall on it, it's just going to get better every day. You know, as long as he's not re-aggravating. And from the looks of it, it doesn't look like he really is. You know, so 
I think the shoulder is going to be fine. I feel like we opened up the playbook a little bit this week right here against the Patriots. I feel like we're going to have to open it up against the Texans because they're not going to give you anything. You're going to have to take some things. Yeah, lastly, before we finish up, for Dennis Allen, I thought this this was a needed win for his career and his time with the Saints because you know how it goes. You can, when you have the kind of changeover that the Saints have had, um, you can lose a locker room when you have new guys in there and they feel like they're not experiencing success or guys are not getting the touches that they normally get, those types of things. For, this was a, a test for him as a head coach this entire week, holding the team together and then getting this kind of performance out of them. Like this hopefully is something for him to build on so that he feels a little bit more resolute as a head coach and can go in with confidence in his game planning and take that on because that's an important part of this too, his mind state and his confidence in what he's doing. Yeah, man. And and for him and for us to go up there and win the way we did, like I said, it gives him the confidence that, okay, he is coaching this thing the right way. It gives him confidence that he's doing the right things. You know, and it also put confidence in his players, in him, that he's capable of coaching a game like this. You know, so like you said, this game right here is going to take him, it's going to take him a long ways just off the confidence part of it. You know, I mean, it's it's just one win. Don't get me wrong. It's just one victory. Yeah. But what it does for his confidence and what it does for his team confidence in him, you know, is going to propel him a lot farther. Let me follow up on that. When you're in a locker room and, and your coach is responsive to feedback, because clearly the, the players had feedback about the way things were going in the early part of the season. When your coach listens and incorporates the things that you're asking or talking about, into the game plan and they're successful as a player how does that make you know the unit feel and that how does that impact the relationship with the staff you know first of all it makes the it makes the the players feel it makes us feel engaged it makes us feel like we have a voice when the coaches actually listen to you and when they start implementing the things that you're talking about guess what now we put the onus on us it put the onus on us to go out there and make this thing work because this is what we asked for. Now let's go and show and prove him right. You know, let's show that he can trust us in what we're saying. So it's a two-way street, especially when your coach is actually listening to your players and listening to those leaders. You know, you feel obligated to go out there and make this thing work, especially if we're the one implementing certain things and we're asking for certain things and he's giving it and he's and he's actually hearing us. You know, so it puts the onus on us to go out there and gain his trust, because if we come with something else again, we want him to implement it again. But if we're not doing our holding up our end of the bargain, when we come back to him with something else that we want or we should do this or do that, guess what? He's not going to be he's going to be more reluctant to do those things because it didn't work the last time. It's going to be it's going to be loud. It's going to be wild in Houston. I'm sure New Orleans will travel heavy because there's a lot of folks here talking about they're going to make that road trip. And heading there. So it's going to be semi like a home game. There's nothing like the Superdome, obviously, of course, but uh, hopefully the Saints can um, extend their winning ways for another week. For Terrace Copper, I am David Grubb, and this has been Believe in Saints. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.